Today we're going to continue with the series, Prepare Yourself. This is week three of fellowship. So I'm going to give a little recap of um, what I covered last week. Now, fellowship, as I said, was defined as, the Greek word for that is koinonia, which means partnership, social intercourse or oneness, communion, which is also defined as a sharing or exchanges of, of intimate thoughts and feelings, especially when the exchange is on a mental or spiritual level. We also talked about the one new man now being formed in Christ because of the new covenant. This was always God's plan, that whether you're Jew or non-Jew, all who believe can have access to the Father by one spirit. This was always God's plan. This was the mystery that was revealed in Christ. That the, the wall of separation between the Jews and non-Jews would be broke, taken away. So that all now will be one in Christ. And in Christ we are members of the body. And we are put in the body as, the, as God wills. We do not choose where we want to be in the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit dictates where we are going to be in the body of Christ. So if God puts you in as the hand or a finger on a hand, you can't want to be the toe. He, you are a finger on a hand. That's where he puts you. And if not the finger, he might make you the fingernail or, or, or the ligament in the finger. And it's not just any finger. He puts you in the little finger or the thumb or the index. There's a specific place in the body God has placed each and every one of us. We don't determine where we want to be. The God dictates where we're going to be. And, and what is really great about God's wisdom, not only are we members of the body and members of one another, God has also dictated and ordained that no part of the body is going to have superiority over the other part. Each part of the body must care the same for every part. So the little finger or the little toe there is no superiority. The toe, the big toe, and, the, and the, the thumb, they all have the same weight and they all honor the same. So even though I am pastor, and you all are whatever the gifts that God has given you, whether you're a greeter or whether you're, you're, you're um, hospitality, whatever that is, we are all equal in the body of Christ. We are all to care for one another the same way. We are all supposed to be honored the same way. There is no superiority in the body. There are different functions, different positions, but we all honored the same. The service in the body is never about an individual, but it's always about the whole. And to have true fellowship in the body, this is very important. To have true fellowship in the body, you have to know your function and purpose and walk in it. You can't only know it. You have to walk in it. So it's, it's like having a muscle in your arm, but if the muscle is atrophy and not working, the muscle is no benefit to the hand, therefore it's no benefit to the body. You can't just know your purpose. You have to walk in it. Got that? So we talked about that last week. So today we're going to pick it up in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So you can turn there. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let me know when you're there. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 4 through 11. 
And then after that, I'm going to read in Ephesians. I'm going to read it all and then talk about it because they're both related. Let me know when you're in First Corinthians chapter 12, please. Okay, we're going to start at verse 4. Okay, so keep your finger there and turn to Ephesians chapter 4, please. Oh, he's making us turn all the way all over in the Bible today. Yes. All right, let's go. Verse 4. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Holy Spirit. Same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. We touched on this last week. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. And, uh, verse 28. And God has appointed these in the church. First, apostles. Second, prophets. Third, teachers. After that, miracles. Then, gifts of healing. Helps, administrators, varieties of tongues. So let's go to Ephesians 4. Just, just keep your finger there. We're going to come back to it. Because these are, these are similar. I don't want to separate them. Ephesians 4 verse 11. Say amen when you're there. Amen. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knitted together by what every joint supplies, according to effective working by every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Yeah, that's a lot, but very important. So let me put both of these sets of scriptures together. First, in 1 Corinthians 12, 4, 11, it talks about different gifts, different ministries, different activities. So you are in the body, you have different gifts, different ministries, different activities, in operation by members, all by the same Spirit. And it says each member has the ability to manifest the Spirit. In Ephesians, it talks about apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And also in 1 Corinthians, it talks about 
different gifts. To talks about um, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, by the same spirit. Gifts of healing, by the same spirit. So what he's talking about there, in the body, so you have the apostles, you have evangelists, pastors and teachers, prophets. These are positions, but they all have gifts. So a prophet has the gift of prophecy. An evangelist has the gift of an evangelist. A pastor, teacher, has, is given the gift to, uh, to pastor or, or shepherd and teach. Okay? Then you have gifts of what? Faith. You have gifts of miracles. You have gifts, different gifts. And what he said in Ephesians, it is to do what? To edify the whole. The gifts are to edify the whole. So, for example, you have the ministry of helps or helps. What is involved in that? If helps just has to do with helping anyone in the church. Or it could be if you are helping the weak, the needy, you're operating in the ministry of helps. Let's say you're, no, let's say this, the, the church has, they need people to go and just pick people up and bring them to church. That's a ministry of helps. Helping some people to their cars. In the parking lot, helping guide people how to how they should park, ushering people, taking people to their seats. Those are all at the ministry of helps. And then you have administrations. It involves the ability to rule in the church and govern the things of God. Not unless when they say rule, it talks about it could be like heading a department of helps or administrating, helping to run the things of the church. Okay, when you're talking about rule, it's talking about position of leadership. But even though you have a position of leadership, you are also, you're not superior to those people who you are leading. You understand? Because without them, you are by yourself. You can't do the ministry of, of administration if you have no one to help you. Do you understand? So we all have to work together. I don't want to spend too much time talking about the gifts. I just want you to understand that in the body that there are different positions and different gifts. And these gifts will come in, come in very handy to edify the body. Especially the Bible says, uh, when you see the end, when you see these signs, make sure that you, you gather together. Make sure you come together when you see the times, the signs of the times of the end approaching. When you see these things. Because when the gifts are in operation, the only way you're going to know what's happening is when you're with the body. Okay? Because a sister could have a gift of prophecy. She doesn't necessarily have to have a prophet, but she can get a word, a, a, a word of prophecy by the Spirit. Saying about something that's going to happen. Or a word of wisdom. Or a word of knowledge. Okay? Because it says the Spirit of God, He, would, he gives everyone the ability to manifest the Spirit. So the only way time you're going to really hear what's going on is when you're in the church. When you're in the body. Very important there. Let me touch on another thing here. It says here, equip the saints for the work of the ministry to edify the body. What is that equipping the saints? He said it put some apostles, evangelists, pastors, teachers, uh, prophets. For what? To equip the saints for the work of the ministry. What does that mean? To equip the saints. How do you equip someone to do something? You have to give them the knowledge. You have to give them the know-how. You have to give them the tools so that they can do the work. 
Isn't that right? Right. So to equip someone, so you have people coming from the kingdom of darkness, being born again, and brought into the body of Christ. Holy Spirit fitting them into the body. They don't know where they are in the body. All they know they're in the body. We have, these are babes. These are babies, children coming into the kingdom. They don't know their way in the kingdom of God. They don't know where they fit. All they know, they were blind and now they see. So you have these gifts now, these positions in the body, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, so forth, administrators, they are there to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. It's not that the saints only are doing the work. We are all doing our work. The pastor is doing his work. He's, he's, he's shepherding. He's teaching. The greeter is greeting, welcoming people, doing the work. Now, what happens? They're teaching the word of God to help those who come in, who, don't under, who are new to the body, to understand, number one, what happened to them. Because you don't understand. Once you know you were blind, now you see. Now you, all you know you're hearing, I'm in the body of Christ. What does that mean? And I'm saying, oh, you, the Holy Spirit brought you and fitted you in the body. You, you, could, be in, you could be the finger, the little finger. What does that mean? So you have to equip them for the work of the ministry so that they will know who they are and what their function is. And the purpose of doing that, of equipping the saints to, and is to edify the body, is so that not only do they know who they are, but not their function, and they will cause the body to grow to maturity. Why is that? Well, what happens? We all, people are brought into the kingdom of God. They are taught. And as they learn to seek God on their own, the Holy Spirit teaches them. He's a teacher. He teaches them. Reveals to them who they are. And of course, with the help of, it could be pastors, teachers, evangelists, whoever is imparting the word. Because it says, when we declare, what happens? We are brought into fellowship with the Father and the Son, and we have fellowship one with another. So they're starting to understand what it is to have fellowship. How I fit in. And as they grow, what do they do? When you bring others come in, they, as they mature, they start men mentoring or teaching the new one. Do you understand? So, it is a perpetual teaching and learning and maturing. And as new parts of the body, new people come into the kingdom, we, these people also start, as they mature, they start teaching others also. Showing them and help them to identify where they fit in the body. It's not just to come to church and hear the word and go home. You come to learn that you can grow, have a koinonia, Fellowship with the Father and your Son on your own, on your alone time. Hopefully that's what you do and not just in church. And then the Holy Spirit will start teaching you and pointing out, showing you where you fit in the body. And as you grow, when new people come in, you also do likewise as it was done to you. Amen? So it says, until we come to the unity or oneness of the faith. So we are perpetually people being brought into the kingdom. So the body would be whole. And they are being grown. They are being grown into maturity. So that they can edify the body. Not only those who are there working. But also those who are coming in new. 
edifying, growing, causing them to mature. And it says what? This will go on till we all come to the unity of oneness of the faith. And it says what? And the knowledge of the Son of God. To be built to maturity. To be like Christ. To do the will of the Father by being focused and being single, having singleness of mind. The whole purpose of the body being edified is so that we will be of one mind. But that comes through koinonia, with the Father and the Son, with each other. As we learn and know our gifts and impart it by faith, oh my God, we edify one another. And that's how we have fellowship one another. Because my gift edifies you, your gift edifies me. But we are exercising our gift by faith. Do you think I am ministering here in my own intellect? I am ministering here by faith. By faith. But what has been revealed to me, what has been taught to me, by faith. We, we do what we do by faith. It is not by my, my wisdom. This wisdom doesn't come from me. It comes from God. So I minister by faith. And another thing it talked about in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4. Alright, let's go here. Um, verse 15. I want to show you something. Are you there? Yeah. 15. Speaking the truth in love. My goodness. May grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. You hear what it says? Speaking the truth in love that we may grow up into him who is the head Christ Christ is the head of the body of the body of Christ we are growing up into the head okay and verse verse 16 from whom the whole body joined and knit together by whatever joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth over Growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Christ is the head. Everything else flows from Him. From the head. Do you understand? Christ is the head. And it says in verse, it's verse 16. From whom the whole body joined and knitted. So Christ is the head. And then everything flows from Him. The head controls the body. The head has the brain. Even the eyes are in the head. The brain controls the eyes. The brain controls the tongue. It controls the mouth. It controls the muscles in the face. The head. What is the important part of the head? The brain. Without the brain, the body is nothing. Christ is the head. Everything flows from Him. Everything. The body, the toe, the little cell in the toe can't do anything without the brain. Everything flows from Christ. Everything. Every, that's why it says in Him we live and move and have our being. Because nothing happens without the head, without Christ. Nothing happens. We can do nothing out of our own without Him. Nothing. Expressing any gifts being manifest. It comes through, the, through Him, the, Christ, the head. It's not going to happen. If you want to do anything of eternal value, it comes through the head, Christ. Now let's go to Romans chapter 12. This is exciting. Romans chapter 12. Are you there? Okay, Romans chapter 12 verse 3. Three. Let's start reading. For I say through the grace given to me. You know what grace is? 
Grace is the ability to do something you can't do on your own. I'm just telling you like that. For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure, a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having the same, then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching. He who exhorts in exhortation. He who gives with liberality. He who leads with diligence. He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Oh my God, this is, this is important. It says here, Everyone, he said, I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. So that's why it says, God has given the same honor. All parts of the body are to be honored the same. Once you start thinking, oh, I am, I am the, the, the thumb, or I am the shoulder, I am up here near the head, you big toe, you down there, you beneath me. Once you start thinking like that, you are in trouble. You have lost what it means to fellowship in the body. You have lost it. You are in error. You see? Don't think of yourself more highly than you are. In other words, don't be full of yourself. Mm-hmm. Understand that anything that you do, it comes through Christ. The gifts are given to all to manifest, to edify the body. So you cannot think more highly of yourself. I mean, you can think it, but you're in error. Think soberly. Be in your right mind. Don't let your ego take, take you on a, on a tangent. Be in your right mind. Think soberly. As God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. So we all have been given a measure of faith. A measure means what? A measure. A measure is a certain amount. And it says verse 4. For as we have many members in one body, not all members have the same function. So the Holy Spirit puts you in the body as He wills. Understand where that is and be happy to function where He's placed you. Because where He's placed you, He's equipped you to overcome and anointed you to do the work in a way no other part of the body can do it. It's unique to your gift. No one else can do it. And for the body to function the way it's designed to function, you have to function in your position and in your gift. So verse 5. So we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. We are joined together. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. So we have different positions, but we also have different gifts. But the gifts are given by faith, in a measure of faith. And with that you are given certain amount of grace to exercise that gift by faith. 
He said, if it's prophecy, is your gift and your position, prophesy in proportion to your faith. In our ministry, let us use it in our ministry. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, and he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Whatever you realize your gift is, if it's to exhort or encourage, you do that. No one can encourage and exhort like you. No one can do it. There is no one else in the body qualified to do it like you. You are anointed. Your gift of exhortation can change somebody's life. He talk about showing mercy. If that's a gift, there's actually a gift. You can show mercy. There's some people that have that just don't matter what you do. They are just they just show mercy. That is a gift. And you do it with gladness. You do it with gladness. Teaching is a gift. It's a gift. It's not, it's not, it's not yours. It's given to you by the Holy Spirit. So understand. Don't be full of yourself. Each person, as I said, inserted in the body is in a specific place. And has given a measure of faith. Now what happens in the body? A lot of people do not know what they... They even know where they fit in the body. Much less to know what their gift is. And if you don't know, how do you exercise by faith what you don't know you have? Because it says these gifts are exercised by faith. You are given a measure of faith. And they are exercised by faith. We have been given gifts and grace. You you understand that? We are given gifts and grace to exercise the gift. Do you understand that? Not only did He give us the gift, He gave us the ability to exercise the gift. We just have to have the faith and step out in faith and exercise the gift. And how does that happen? How do you know? Well, you have to spend time with the Lord to identify your position in the body, to recognize the gift or gifts and exercise them. Koinonia, this fellowship, what we must be doing. We'll talk about more about this next week. You have to get to know people. You know them in naturally in the physical but you have to know them by the spirit and when you do that those who are mature more mature in the faith you can pick up on what the gift is because some people would not know and as you pick up on that gift you can let them know what oh i believe this is the gift that the lord has given the holy spirit has given you you better pray on it and see because it talks about here the, the gifts to, for the edifying of the saints to do the work of the ministry. This is what we ought to be doing. Helping people identify what where they fit in the body. Hear what I'm saying. This is not just for the pastor or the elders. Anyone in the body who is mature enough. When you talk, the whole thing about koinonia, the fellowship. If you read the definition. is so that we can pick up on what people's gifts are. And encourage them to walk in the gift. And develop that gift. Help them develop the gift. So that there would be a benefit to the body. So you gotta, well, first you've got to spend time with the Lord. If you don't spend time with the Lord, how could the Holy Spirit even reveal things to you? And then people are like, well, I'm only this and I'm only that. No, do not despise small beginnings. You have to start somewhere. You, how do you learn to bake a cake? You don't just learn to bake a cake. You've got to start with something small. You have a recipe and you keep working at it. And, but then you have, you know, if you're really working at it 
and you can't make a good cake. Guess what? You don't have the gift to make cake. To make cake, you should just give that up and let the people who have the gift let them do it. <coughs> you hear what I'm saying? Because you know, if you got a recipe and you you making the cake, and somebody else has the same recipe, do it following the same thing, making the cake. Their per, that cake, their cake is coming out good, and your cake is crappy. You say, oh, I, I guess my gift is not making the cake. You understand? Don't get upset. You know that that is not your gift. If people constantly upsetting you, your gift might not be hospitality because hospitality you got to deal with people all the time. You understand? So if people rubbing you the wrong way, you I don't think you belong in in, in that gift. <laughs> You better stay away. But then, the Lord will have to deal with you. Because if you're in the body, you can't say, I don't like this part or I don't like that part. You have to learn to get along. Well, we're going to talk more about this next week. Oh my God, we're going to talk about this next week. So, it's never about what you want. Do you understand? Being in a body, having fellowship, is never about what you want. It's not about I. Once you start eyeing. I, 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 you know that you are in error. Check the eyes. It's, but it's what, it's what the Lord, the Holy Spirit, wants to accomplish through you. That's what it is. That's why He put you in a specific place in the body. Because there's something specific that the Lord wants to accomplish through you. So, we, so next week we're going to talk a little bit more, more about um, why we have to be like-minded. Why we have to appreciate each other's gifts. And how these gifts are supposed to be ministered. There is a way. And there is an attitude in how you minister the gifts that you have been given. It's not just done any old old way. We are going to talk about the love of God. So there is a lot we have to put up with in the body of Christ. We cannot fake. You can't fake fellowship. Fellowship is nothing. You can't fake it. Alright? You can't fake oneness. You could only fake it for so long. A marriage, you can only fake your relationship for so long. People will see through it eventually. You can't fake it forever. For the anointing to come, you must truly be one. If you want the anointing of God in a body, the body has to truly be one. Like-minded. Loving one another. And I'll, next week we'll talk about what that love is. And how those gifts are supposed to be ministered. And then the temperament. How we're supposed to behave. Oh my God. It'll really challenge you. Challenge you. In the body. So again, we'll talk about, more about this next week.